This is the Pooja and Gurdip podcast from 98.1 CHFI Studios in Toronto, Canada. Hey Toronto, this is Ed Sheeran. This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Brian Adams. This is Adele. This is Madonna. It's Michael Bublé. And you're listening to the Pooja and Gurdip show. It's fun. They're amazing. <laughs> Welcome to Elmo's world. Oh, that's what Elmo is wondering about today. Elmo was wondering this. This is what Elmo posted on Twitter on Monday, and it went viral. Elmo was just checking in. How is everybody doing? End quote. Pooja, I don't know if what we're about to dive into is an example of social media the good or social media the bad, but mm-hmm. let's tell everyone what happened. So, you know, an innocent enough question, and an important thing to do is to check in with sure. your friends and ask these questions. However, the responses maybe really tell us a lot about what people are going through right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, reading this one here, Elmo, I just got laid off. Somebody wrote. Somebody yeah. else wrote, Elmo, we're all one bad day from moving in with Oscar. It's bleak out there, bro. Oh, man. This one actually made me, like, tear up a little bit. This person tweeted, great. Now Elmo has officially checked in on me more than my family. Oh, my. Like, oh, no. This one's tough. Wife left me. Daughters don't respect me. My job's a joke. Any more questions, Elmo? Yeah. So obviously, uh, people are struggling, going through a, a tough time. I don't think Elmo was expecting that response. How many views did this tweet get? It was innocuous enough, this tweet. Again, it was, Elmo was just checking and has everybody doing. So Elmo's got almost half a million followers on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Uh, this tweet got 12,000 comments, 46,000 retweets, and 173 million views. Oh, Wow. Uh, he did, Elmo did post a follow-up tweet just because I don't think anyone was expecting. Elmo was not expecting that. And Elmo just said, uh, well, Elmo was glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Hashtag emotional well-being. Okay. So in that case, if you look at it from that angle, from that positive angle, it wasn't all bad, right? You're, no. It's a good thing to check in on your friends and to find out how they're doing. I guess just, you know, the pulse of the people right now, just given where we are in the economy, inflation, affordability, the list goes on and on and on. You can understand that people are not doing great. It speaks to how everyone is doing right now. So uh, no slight on Elmo. Um, Maybe it was like therapy, like you got to put out into the universe responding to Elmo. Uh, Okay, so here's what we want to do. And I hope this doesn't blow up in our face Um, (laughs) because I think we can do better than some of the responses we got. Okay. I know things that look a lot of the same issues in the U.S. are what people are feeling, all the stuff you rattled off, booge, affordability, the economy, inflation. Everyone's feeling that here as well. But we want to know, we want to check in on you, Toronto. Yes. And you know what? Be honest. It's fine. Honesty is a good thing. But maybe there's a different lens. Maybe there's a way to look at things from a positive light. Maybe not. Whatever your truth is, is your truth. How is everyone doing? That's what Elmo asked. So we're asking you. Hey, Toronto. How you doing? My wife and I are doing quite well. We have our challenges in this time, of course. But we've been through, we've been married for 37 years. We have been through basically everything, including almost losing our homes, counting pennies to put milk on the table for our kids when they were under 10. We were both out of work six months to the day. So we've been through quite a bit. So in this time, yeah, it's difficult, and I can understand and appreciate how many people are feeling. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have each other's back, and that's all all you can do is just have each other's back. Look at each day, one day at a time. Don't worry about the small stuff because it, it, that'll eat you away. There are bigger items that you have to worry about. Um, let's take another call here. Let's go to Gabriel in Toronto. Gabriel, 
How are you doing, friend? This is very nice of you guys asking people from Toronto how are they doing. Uh, in particular, my case, I'm okay. I'm alive. Thanks God. Mm-hmm. I wake up every day, each and every day, and I praise that to God. I am very thankful. But um, not doing so well emotionally. Uh, I've been in a very few uh, very tough. Uh, years, the last, I would say the last the last three years. And, and Gabriel, I know sometimes like hearing this doesn't make it any better, but you know, you're, you're definitely not alone in this. I know. Uh, just to hear, talk to someone, mm-hmm. uh, hear a friend, just uh, sympathize with you, with a uh, situation, uh, it helps. It, 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 it just saying it out loud sometimes, right? Because we have so many thoughts rattling around our head and it's almost like you have to release it. Say it to a friend. Say it to us. Say it to Toronto. Um, we hope this helped in some small way. Gabriel, thank you so much for the call. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for being uh, this uh, radio station that uh, made for people and uh, by people, real people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks, Thanks Gabriel. Gabriel. We, we love you so much. Angie, how are you doing? Good deep. Can I just ask you something? How are you doing? Because I know you've been struggling since the loss of your auntie and your dad, you know, so I know your family's been a bit um, you know, difficult for your family. And I've always been thinking of you, Gadeep, how you guys are doing. I appreciate you asking, Angie. Thank you for, for thinking of me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I if, if I'm being honest, the last two years have probably been the worst two years. Not probably. Yeah. They have been the worst two years of my life, personally. Um, I'm very lucky to have this job and be surrounded by everyone in this room and to have the family that I do to lift me up. But we've all, yeah, the whole family has had a really tough couple of years, and I think we're all crossing our fingers and knocking on wood that 2024 is going to be um, a little better, a little more fortuitous, because it's got to turn around at some time, right? Yeah, absolutely, Gudeep. Well, I'm glad you're doing a bit better, you and your family. So anyway, so that was my thoughts. I thought, I thought I'd just send them to you, and that's, that's basically it. Thank you for that. That meant a lot to me. And, and thanks for all the calls and texts. I wish we could have got to all of them, but I think this one really hit the sweet spot of the bat. Yeah, it's the reminder that, you know, uh, you're not alone and that we're here too. And sometimes with all the heavy in the world, this is what we're trying to do here on the show is we're trying to maybe put a smile on your face and, and be a little bit of the light and the laughter that you might feel in the day. And look, we can't possibly get to everyone in Toronto who wants to say how they're doing, but maybe this is your reminder to check in on a friend. If everybody yes. checks in on a friend today, clearly we all have a lot to say. From CHFI Studios, it's the Pooja and Gradeep Podcast. Is it February or <laughs> is it February? Because the way it's spelt, in case you're wondering why we're asking this rather silly question, is F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. But I have never met anyone who says February. There are the people who do say it. I've heard it. And they like they kind of say it quickly. It's like February. They say it quickly. It but sounds like you got marbles in your mouth. It's true. But I've never done that. It, like, for some reason, I ignore the R, and I'm just February. Do you ignore R's in other words, too? Like, are you a library person? Are you good deep? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Depends I, on what mood I'm in. I feel like good it's, deep. it's right after the B, and there's an R coming up, so I feel like it's droppable. Yeah, February. it's true. February. February. I, I, if you're one of those people who says... February. Well, you wait. You added a third R. You added an R before the this E. This is why I ignore you just R's. February. February. <laughs> no, if you say February, if you actually do that, I want to hear from you as to why. What's the reason? Maybe you just have really good diction. Uh, maybe the reason is that's how you say it. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's not, it's technically not a silent R. Steph, Blair, like February, February? February. I was actually in Montreal. Re- I was auditioning to read a commercial, and the guy in the booth was, okay, here's the script. And I read through it, and I got to February. February, And he goes, nope, stop. You know that... No, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> uh, February? Uh, okay, no problem. And I went, and I couldn't do it. Said, <laughs> you couldn't? So now I was, because I was conscious of it, yes. so I would take another stab at it. You know, good until February. <laughs> and I, he says, okay, next. I didn't like, get the job. It was like turning left for Zoolander. You couldn't do it. But I can, I, I say it now, February. You actually February. say it like that, like on purpose? Well, because of that. It scarred me. <laughs> February. February. It's February. 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 And Our it, teachers used to correct me all the time, and we'd hear it nonstop through straight through high school, but no one said it. No, but if it's if it if we all say February, when did that change? Like when did that become the new normal? If it is even normal, February first, it started. <laughs> February. February. Just shorten even shorten even more. Feb. Feb. It's Feb one. Feb one. <laughs> that does make it a lot easier. Good eep. I'm so frustrated right oh, now. Oh no. <laughs> that one, I think we can agree. Yeah. You have you need the R. February, February, you tell us. Five calls decide it all. It's a dumb one today. <laughs> you know what though? I, if if a bunch of us are saying it wrong and like there's a majority we're saying it right, I'd like to know. February, February, five calls decide it all. Marcus from Brampton, get us started. It's February. It's like Wednesday. Wednesday. You've never pronounced it like that. I'm, I'm with you, man. Good point. I am with you. I'm I'm going to just say it should be a silent R. Yeah, can you imagine February, Wednesday? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's too cumbersome. Uh, your vote's been counted. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks so much. Josie from Toronto, do you say February or do you say February? February. Silent R. Silent R. Okay. Yes. Vote's okay. been counted. Thanks, Josie. Cindy from North York, you sound like you have terrific diction, so I'm wondering, do you say February or February? I don't, um, I don't say February. Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to emphasize the R, but I say February, a, a soft R. So you do pronounce the R? Yes. Okay. Mm. So we're, we're just being obnoxious when we're doing it. We're going February. <laughs> but really, you're just saying it's February. Okay. Oh. We're going to put you in the February column. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Cindy. Cindy. Have a great day. You too. Anna Maria from Whitby. So do you say February or do you say February? I say February and library. Oh, you're a February. <laughs> I'm a February. Okay. I love what? that you added in library, though. For context. <laughs> As opposed to library. <laughs> and nah. And frustrated, not frustrated. It's frustrated. Okay, Anna Maria, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Sylvia from Toronto, no pressure, but we are deadlocked in a 2-2 tie here. It's a real barn burner. You're going to settle <laughs> it all for us. Is it February or February? No, it's February. Thank you. February. And we don't pronounce the R. It sounds ridiculous. February. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of decisive answer we were looking for. And the other and the other thing is um I hate it when people say frustrated. Yeah. Me too. It's one so that frustrating. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Frustrating, frustrating. I hate that. Yes. Anyway. There's someone we work with that shall remain nameless that says frustrated and it frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, thanks for the call. Thanks for deciding it all. Thank you. Take care. The Pooja and Grady Podcast. From 98.1 CHFI.
Ninja Ingerdeep podcast. Really exciting. For the first time in 24 years, NHL All-Star Weekend is in Toronto. It uh, actually kicks off tonight on Sportsnet with the NHL Player Draft. Austin Matthews is a captain. He's gonna, everyone's going to be drafting their teams. That'll be cool. And then the skills comp tomorrow, the game on Saturday. So we're going to have some fun here, too, in honor of the NHL skills competition here in Toronto. Pooja, I'm going to test your skills on uh, NHL hockey terms, or just hockey terms in general. Oh, okay? goodness. What is a five-hole? Is that after you've scored in like all like top shelf to on the right left like you've scored i'll use it in a sentence so if i'm chris cuthbert and i'm like austin matthews coming in scores beats the goalie five hole oh like right in the middle i'm gonna give that to you five hole is the hole between the goalie's legs uh what is a clapper a clapper is that when it doesn't help when you say it like that <laughs> when two sticks hit each other that is not correct oh uh, it's not it's a slap shot Oh, okay. also the late switch. Clap on, clap on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how's that a hockey team? You know what? We're going to give you two two lifelines. Uh, you can go to producer oh, Steph for a lifeline because she grew up in a hockey family, so she might be able to help you with some of these. Okay. Uh, what is a bucket? Oh, that's the helmet. Lovely. Yes. What is a biscuit? Uh, that must be the puck. Yeah. I don't even need Steph, Steph's help. If a player is picking cherries, what are they doing? Having a very tasty time, <laughs> I, I, isn't it? I know the term and now I can't remember. Isn't it when they're like they're going after one person all the time or something like that? No, you guys didn't have it. You you it? burned a life. It's um when a player is not really getting back on defense, they're just kind of hanging out near the offensive zone, waiting for an outlet pass. They right. can just Eating go and score a goal. It's called picking cherries. It's like you get in trouble if you're picking cherries. It's like hey, get back on defense, help oh, out. Okay, just pick cherries. That's tough. Uh, what's an apple? Very delicious fruit. You want a hint? Yeah, let give me a hint. Austin Matthews gets the goal. Marner with the apple. That's an assist. What's a barn? Like uh, it's like a barn burner. It's uh. <laughs> You know, it's a it's a great game. It's a it's the rink. It's the, it's rink the arena. They, yeah, that the they play arena. In. Yes, yes. Okay, because you, in Kamloops they used there. to call our arena the barn. Uh, what is uh, short side shelf? Austin Matthews coming in goes short side shelf. So he where Mama keeps the peanut butter. Oh oh, and the top shelf. Are the nets? Yes. Yes. What's a bottle rocket? It's when you open up. <laughs> A bottle <laughs> of water? Bottle rocket is a shot that breaks the Goldie's water bottle. You know, when you go top cheese, yeah, okay. you go oh, top shelf, and it hits the shot. water bottle, and the water bottle explodes. That's a bottle rocket. And finally, I know you're going to get this way, one. By the way, I've used two of my lifelines. Both of them have been incorrect, producer <laughs> Steph. You know what? <laughs> Listen, when my brother played hockey in the 80s, these terms were not around. Peanut butter boot is coming out. <laughs> okay, I wanted to end on one that you're going to get. What is lettuce or a salad? Oh, I know. I know what that is. What? It's just like your flow. It's your hair. Yeah! Uh, let me tally this up. You passed. Yeah, I'm bringing cherries. <laughs> this is the Pooja and Gurdjieff Podcast. Okay, so curtains back here. When we figure out what day is it, we chat about this in advance and we kick around some ideas and we try to land on one that we're all passionate about. When you suggested baked Alaska day, I was like, that's weird. Love the question. Pooja's suggesting like you're vegetarian. Why are you suggesting a day about fish? Like what, what are you going to have to contribute about a, a fish day? No, baked Alaska is a dessert. I didn't know that. Yes, and it's actually a very complex dessert. Like it's something that I would never attempt because just hearing about how it all comes together. It's so impressive. What does it even look like? I'm going to Google it right now while you talk about oh, it. Oh, it's very uh, Instagrammable, if you want, if you will, because it's got all these layers to it. So it's got... Oh, it looks like a meringue, yes. like a lemon meringue pie. Well, it's, so it's made of ice cream that you put in a pie dish, and then there's slices of sponge cake, so you're going to see ice cream, cake, you can use pudding as well, and then oh, meringue. It's so it's layered. Hold on, there's one picture on Google here where it's literally on fire. 
Right. Because then after that's all sort of set, you place that in the freezer for mm. the you know ice cream to set. Then you put the entire dessert in a very hot oven and then you caramelize the top, okay. but not long enough that you start melting the ice cream. That's the trick. That's the hard part. So it's like you got to time it perfectly. It's very difficult to do. It's fascinating because if you look at this thing like uh, fully put together, it just looks like a lemon meringue pie. But when you slice into it, I'm seeing all the layers that you're referencing. I'm seeing the ice cream. I'm seeing the cake. In some cases, I'm seeing the pudding. And one of the layers is fire. It's like you. You just described yourself. You know? I'm an onion. On the outside, you just look like dessert. But yeah. then once you cut in and slice in, you see you, there's it, layers. Yeah, it makes you cry. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. <laughs> this actually looks pretty good. I have never tried this. I have never been to a restaurant or a dinner where baked Alaska was on the menu. Producer Steph, for some reason, really hates baked Alaska. I've never had it. Right. I've <laughs> never had baked Alaska. <laughs> but you still hate it. I don't hate it, but when me and Pooja were talking about it yesterday, I'm like, that's a lot of work and it doesn't look like it's that great. Can I, can I just say... <laughs> it's an ice cream cake with meringue. Can I just say, hating <laughs> hating a cake you've never tried might be the most Steph thing but you've I ever done. I, I don't hate it. I just think it's a lot of work. For ice cream cake? What if you try it and it's amazing? I still would never make it. <laughs> I would never ask anyone to make it. It's a lot of work. Let's get some ice cream. If what it, if it was just a fish dish? Would you be okay with it then? No. It would no. be easier to make if it if was just, just... I was just thinking it was like an Alaskan salmon and it's baked. That's why it's named after Alaska. It turns out that Glad it was coined asked. in 1876. <laughs> there was a restaurant in New York City that honored the acquisition by the U.S. of Alaska from the Russian Empire. See? Can't be pooch. <laughs> Random fact pooch. Can't even question that. I did a deep dive into uh, baked Alaska. Maybe Connie could make us one. Remember our listen the listener, Connie, who made us a bun cake? Oh. She's listening right she now. She could make us a baked Alaska. No pressure, just, Connie. Don't, don't we do just, it, Connie. We just told you how hard it. it was. The most difficult dessert ever. Too much to ask, Connie? From CHFI Studios. It's the Pooja Ingridee Podcast. When was the last time you washed your pillows. My pillowcase this weekend. No, your pillows. Your My actual pillow cover? Pillows. This past weekend. Just the pillow. The, pi- the actual pillow. You don't wash those. Never? I don't think you wash those. You're not meant to wash those. Okay, you are supposed to wash them. And a cleaning expert says that I guess if you have synthetic pillows, so you know they're filled with the stuffing, that's supposed to happen every three to six months. And if you have like down pillows with the feathers, that's every six to 12 months. And if you have like memory foam, you can go a year or two before you have to clean those. But cleaning them is also not easy because people put them in their washing machines and then you can imagine. Destroy the pillow. I feel like you get a million feathers. Well, those ones you're supposed to get dry cleaned. Dry clean? Yes, those ones you're supposed to get dry clean. But if you have like a synthetic pillow and you throw it into the wash. But like down, I have a down pillow that's full of like feathers, yeah, is it not? You don't want, don't put that in your. In your washer. I'm taking my pillow to the dry cleaner. <laughs> I feel like it's going to get dirtier just transporting there in some dry cleaner, some guys handling it. No. I know, but it's not something that we think about. So there's a hack of how you can actually clean your pillows, give them a nice refresh where you don't have to do any of this because let's face it, putting it in the wash and then waiting for it to dry, like you need them that night, right? Like this is a, this is like a 48 hour process and who has that kind of time? Can't you just give it a couple of sprays of Febreze and call it a night? You know what? This is actually what the experts are saying to do. I'm an expert. I'm a pillow expert. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, who's never washed their pillows? How long have you had your pillows? Uh, well, these ones are fairly new. Six months. Okay. See, I think that's what happens. When I think about it, I'm like, I think I just get a new pillow. I think that's I what happens. I don't switch mine that often. Like, these were six months. My last ones probably lasted, like, 
eight years. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'd Febreze them and linen spray them and they have a pillow cover on them. I wash the pillow cover, the pillow case. I feel that's sufficient. You feel like there's enough layers of protection? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, this is what you're supposed to do. All you need is baking soda and vinegar. Okay. So you're going to take your pillow. You're going to sprinkle baking soda all over the pillow, front and back, and then wait 30 minutes. That's going to get rid of the odors. It's going to get rid of anything that you don't want there, which is great. And then you put your vinegar in a spray bottle and it's uh, equal parts vinegar and water in a spray bottle. Okay. Okay. And then you just spray that over the pillow. And your pillow smells like vinegar when you go to sleep. Well, no, it doesn't. It neutralizes the odor, so you're not going to smell it. It's going to be fine. And then you just wait. Wait maybe an hour, and the whole thing will be dry, and you put them right back on your uh, bed, and you're good to go. Are you sure? I'm sure. The cleaning expert told me. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Pooja and Gurdip podcast. Listen to Pooja and Gurdip live weekday mornings from 5 to 9. Only on 98.1 CHFI. Toronto's perfect music mix.